Welcome back to Fanhood, everybody. This is the Patron Park Show, and we've got an awesome Aggie day today. And you're going to hear some opinions from Aggie fans. Of course, we got some Utes and Cougars as well. But this is kind of an Aggie show today. I'm just going to say it out there, out front. I'm Patch Flood, and I'm here with Mr. Park Flood himself, the owner and the user of Jazz Notes, the new podcast. Park, how's it going? Doing good. Yeah, it's it's fun to be back with the Jazz Notes thing. So. Um, tune in tomorrow. Uh, the podcast, or the, yeah, the Jazz Nuts should be up too, so that'll be fun as well. But I'm excited to talk basketball today. Finally, we can talk basketball after football's all over. But uh, remember, follow us on our Facebook page, The Patch and Park Show. Also on Twitter, at Patch and Park, and listen to our show at The Patch and Park Show at Podbean, or the Patch and Park Show dot Podbean dot com. Um, that's where you can, it's the easiest way to listen to it. So, no, I'm ex- I'm super excited for today. And there we have it. And like Park mentioned, finally we're going to be talking basketball. Football is over. I mean, there's a little bit of football in here. We'll get to that. But I promise it's not much. We're going to be talking about the good old Pac-12, Mountain West, and the West Coast. West Coast Conference. I think we totally forgot BYU is not completely independent. Football kind of just drowns you in, like, those sad hopes for a conference. But... Basketball, we're all right. I'm okay with that. I guess, you know, we'll, we'll find out. But we'll have a recap on the 2016 portion of college basketball as well. But we're going to be hearing a lot of basketball today. So stay tuned, everybody. Buckle up. So I guess for that recap for 2016, let's do a quick little recap because it's kind of that awkward stage, you know, when football and basketball are going, to, going on at the same time of the year. So with that awkward stage... It's amazing, but let's just recap to stay caught up. The Utes and Cougars both started the season out looking really well, but with some key losses and some credible wins, you know, it's kind of just a little bit of a roller coaster. And they both took down a tough Colorado team. I mean, Colorado's not very tough anymore, but, I mean, at the time they were. BYU suffered, and I will definitely emphasize they suffered a huge, strange loss to UVU ridiculous you know and i watched that uvu game and man uvu has a really good team this year but uh they they were close in every single one of the games it's it's actually been kind of fun to see how a good uvu has been this year so i'm hoping that'd be cool to if, see if they make the tournament i don't know if they will or not but yeah you know it was an embarrassing loss for byu uh but you know the utes has also had their fair share of embarrassment as well. They lost to San Fran, who BYU beat today. Um, and so that was kind of their their moment where it's like you're thinking, crap. <laughs> it's a it's a uh, NIT, NIT year this year for the Utes. Like, no. <laughs> uh, but, but you know what? They come back today with a dominating win against USC. Oh my goodness, so yeah. who knows? Who knows? So... <laughs> It's kind of been a roller coaster ride for the Utes as well. All three of the teams, it's been kind of weird so far. 
We saw the Aggies meet up with the Cougars this year at the Vivint Arena. It was a fun game to watch for both sides. The Cougars came out on top on that one. And the Utes, they've had a handful of ranked opponents so far, but, I mean, with this USC match tonight, USC was 25th in the nation going into this game tonight. The Utes have played a couple teams even further up, like in the top 15, and they just, they've had many opportunities to play some ranked teams. Sadly, they haven't beat any of them until tonight, and it was a big win. We're going to find out more about that later tonight. Yeah, it um, it's kind of a defining moment, I think, for the the running youth. So maybe they just got tired of losing. <laughs> maybe they just got tired of it. They're like, you know what? We're better than this. I don't know what's happening. So, but uh, it's it's shaping out to be a fun, exciting uh, basketball season for the college teams here in Utah. And finally, we're able to focus completely on basketball. So there you go. There was kind of a a little bit of a a recap. Because I know some of you out there just aren't fully in basketball mode until football's over. You know, I'm kind of the same way. I'll, I'll watch yep. the, the basketball games, but that's I'm how I am. Football. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But um, <laughs> let's let's go straight into the Aggies. Like you said, we have an awesome Aggie show today, so let's do it. Huge announcement for the Aggies and for the Patch and Park show today. We have our first Aggie fan insider. Now on the Jazz Notes podcast with Park Flood, we mentioned that we had Drake Turner as our new Utah Jazz fan insider. And stay tuned for that next episode of Jazz Notes because we have some more big announcements for that show in particular. But our Aggie fan insider is Richard Checkets. He's a huge Utah State Aggie fan, and he will be helping you Aggie fanhood with getting your opinions heard. So we welcome Richard to the Patch and Park Show team. This week we don't... We don't have Richard on the show, but don't worry, we'll hear from him in the future. But for right now, we do have some of his, you know, some of, we we picked his brain a little bit with some questions, and he he gave us his two cents on, you know, what's happening with the Aggies. So I guess, I know we we said we're going to talk about basketball, but we have to talk about this. This is a huge deal for Utah State. I mean, I I guess we'll find out if Aggie fanhood really thinks it's a huge deal, but it's definitely a big item of discussion. So as as all of you know, the Aggies have hired a new offensive coordinator, David Yost, former coach from Oregon, and he also coached at Missouri, Washington State, Toledo. Now, what does this mean for Utah State? Is this even a big deal? Park, what do you think? I think it's a huge deal. Um, I honestly think David Yost has a unique opportunity here um, because... If Matt Wells has another bad season this year, I think he's gone. That's just my opinion. Yeah. And you know what? He could be a successor. You never know. Oh, and, yeah. I mean, he's had some success at the at the schools that he's been to. And the school, his resume is actually really well, really good. I'm Missouri, Washington State, Toledo, Oregon. I mean, it's a pretty good pedigree for coaching, um, especially Toledo as of late and, and um, Washington State, too. So... But um, we asked Richard, and he, he and he had some opinions about David Yost. He said, "I feel like this is a fantastic hire. A lot of fans feel that if Matt Wells gets fired after the next season, Yost will be a very likely candidate to fill the head coach vacancy. Yost brings some much-needed expertise to the coaching staff. First and foremost, the guy is a proven QB developer. I want to stop there for just a second." 
in the past, the past like you know five years, the Aggies have had some awesome QBs. Uh, one transferred to Oregon State, and we all I'm not going to even say the name because we <laughs> yeah, wish he was still there. <laughs> but let's uh, move on. It, we'll we'll move on. We don't, want, we don't want tears to come down. It's okay. But uh, Chucky it's Keaton and Kent Myers was good as well. So we want to keep that going. And it looks like Richard thinks he can do David Yost. He's, he's got that, that uh, QB background and they can, he can keep that going. Um, that's one thing that I think the Aggies need to continue. They need to find a quarterback, um, especially in that mountain West conference, because we all know that's what wins football games is having a great quarterback. But, um, Richard goes on to say that um, Yost had uh, helped three QBs blossom over at uh, Missouri. Brad Smith, 8,000 yards passing and 4,000 yards rushing. That's insane. That's awesome. That's like, that's... <laughs> that's what we <laughs> could awesome That's what have. we, like, imagine, imagine that being implemented in quarterbacks like Myers and, I mean, the former Chucky Keaton. You know, the types of quarterbacks, Hobbs. Nelson, even you know the people that are coming through Utah State. Imagine what could happen. You know, and it's it's all it's all about development as well, because I believe you know USU has had some awesome quarterbacks, and it's all about that development. So if they get someone in there that knows the QB position, and they can they can flourish, it'll be great. So Richard continues to say, um, he says a lot of people aren't very high on Myers, so the hope is that. You know, he will open up the spot for competition. Many are confident that he will be able to develop at least one of them into a premier QB in the Mountain West, which we will need to compete. Now, second, he will be an upgraded play caller. It's been widely presumed that even though there have been official OCs on the coaching staff, Matt Wells has been the one actually running the show on offense. You know, I, I, ugh, that's still, like, that bothered me all year. That's that's one of the big red flags that I, I see on Matt Wells' resume right now. <laughs> I don't know. It's I, I don't like seeing that. Like, even when I remember, uh, yeah. um, I believe it was Jaime Hill when he was coaching at BYU and Bronco kind of took over. I mean, you saw some improvements in the defense at BYU when Bronco took over. Um, but it's like, it's, 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 it's there's still a very fine line. you got to be careful not to be st- stepping over boundaries that you shouldn't. Um, even if you're the head coach, it's just it could mess things up. I mean, Bronco, he he was a good defensive mind, so he did great. But yeah. still, it's you got to be careful in those situations. And kind of with some correlations with you know last year with USU and Utah, um, Utah, it's it, there was complaints about them being too predictable. I think at times USU's offense was pretty predictable. Um, and, and I think that's going to improve too, to have someone else come in and uh, take over that mantle as OC. Um, I think that'll improve. And, and that right there is going to help them immensely with their, with their conference schedule and just their whole season in general. So, so Richard continues, if Yost is allowed to run the offense with complete control, we should see notable improvements. Agreed completely. Now he says, lastly, the guy has some serious hair game. Just Google it. He kind of looks like a blonde beetle. <laughs> <laughs> no, he does. Nice. He, he does look like a blonde <laughs> blonde me- member of the Beatles. <laughs> I look, 
Oh my god. I'm gosh, looking at this hilarious. picture right I mean, now actually. Th- that that's funny. It's it's a main. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be all sorts of hilarious things flying up there in Logan and I'm sure uh Bony Fuller and um Utah's getting a, a Twitter guy now. It's like the the Utah man or something like that that they're just like they're jokers and it's hilarious. I bet they'll be I bet they'll be pulling on David Yost's hair a little bit. But I mean, we'll, we'll see. That's awesome. Oh, for sure. So <laughs> there it is. Richard Checkets, everybody. He is the new Patch and Park Show Aggie fan insider. So he'll be on Twitter, he'll be on Facebook, he'll be hooking you guys up on social media, getting your opinions on the show. And speaking of those opinions, we have some for you right here. And it kind of gives us a great segue into some basketball. Finally, I'm not kidding around. I know this is like the ninth time that I've said this. But here we are. It's basketball time. The Aggies this season are, are sitting kind of in the middle of the pack in the mountain. At eight and eight, <laughs> the pack. Um, it's oh, it's it's like a it's like a ma- like a pack of, pack of a uh, I guess you could say pack of Aggies, but that doesn't work in the mountain. You know, like pack of wolves in the mountains. Yes, you could say that. Not not necessarily the pack twelve. It just it just flows when you say yeah. the middle of the pack. Yeah, right? it's kind of one of those sayings. That always that always makes me think of I the pack twelve. Anyway, me too. anyway. Middle of the yeah, middle they, of the mountain um, pack. But the good thing is, well, I guess it's it's a good and bad thing. The Mountain West Conference has kind of struggled in the past couple of years in basketball, um, and this year's especially. Uh, and even at eight and eight, they still have a pretty good chance. The Aggies still have a pretty good chance uh, to compete in the Mountain. And so it's kind of exciting, but it's kind of a bummer that it's, it's going a little bit downhill. I'm sure it'll go back up. I'm sure it'll it'll recuperate. But with a two and three conference record, alongside Fresno State, New Mexico, and UNLV tied, it, it's going to be a crazy season this year. But what do you think? What what's got to change? Like what has to change for the Aggies to just to you know climb to the top of the mountain, as you would say, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but we've got well, um, <laughs> we've got a fan, uh, fan come out with Utah Sizzle at Utah Sizzle. Be sure to follow these guys too because they're I mean their opinions are awesome. Defense, we're giving up way more points than good Aggie teams of the past. Pretty much the cause of all our losses. That's true. Defense, defense wins championships. We know that. And Ag Anderson, Utah sorry. State's had way too many. Utah State's had way too many close games too. Where I mean, they they could be a complete. It's, it's oh my gosh! I don't want to see their basketball team reflecting their football team, where they've had so many opportunities to have a great winning record right now. I mean, they they're sitting at eight and eight. It's not terrible. It's not horrible, but it's still five hundred right now. Uh, it's, it it could be so much better. And I mean, they've had many games where, like Utah Stizzle says, I mean, it's right. defense. And, and you know what? And especially because. I still consider Aggie basketball their their marquee sport at USU. I mean, for years, I mean, decades, um, USU has been awesome at basketball and just been dominant, and um, and and has given everybody in the state run for their money. And so, I I mean, I I don't I don't think defense is going to be a problem. We'll we'll see. It'll it'll improve. We'll see it improve. But um, we have Ag Anderson eight saying, I wish we had a decent post player. 
Now, that's something we haven't heard very often. We live and die by our outside shooting. It pisses me off every single game wondering, what if Colette had stayed? Oh, man. Seeing how seeing how he's forced yeah. at Utah, like, <laughs> it's just yeah. such a... I mean, you want to rip out your hair. But <laughs> he goes on to say, or Rawson picking the Utes last minute instead of USU. Unfortunately, that kind of sucked, too. Norby shows signs, but there isn't... But it isn't there. Barnum needs to be needs to not shoot another three <laughs> and pretend he's a big <laughs> Taylor needs to be as aggressive slash hungry as he was last year as a walk-on. I love the Sam and Kobe freshman combo. Oh, I like that too, by the way, that's probably my favorite part of the team. And that excites me for the future. I expect us to finish around the middle of the mountain West to finish any higher. We have to have an inside game. What do you think about that? I, I like, I like that point. I, I remember, I mean, if you look at um, the Utes, they, they had Pirtle last year, and you saw how, how far uh, it's just a post game and a middle game got them. And, and, and then you look at BYU when they had Jimmer, they didn't have a big guy. They had some forwards that were really good at shooting threes, but they did not have, and when they were missing Brandon Davies, I mean, we all know what happened. Don't need to rub that in even further in the Jimmer era, but we, we know that they didn't have a big guy. They, they went to the Sweet 16... Um, riding on Jimmer's threes, but then finally Florida locked them down, and they just they they needed a big guy. That is so vital. Every once in a while, like that, like that team and some other teams, they can get by without a big guy. But I mean, you've got to have someone big down low. And Utah State, there, uh, they they need that for more than just a good offensive post game. They they need their well, defense. you know, and kind of, to kind of look at Utah last year they had Pirtle um I honestly think and this is my belief that in order to actually I mean like you were saying you can get you can get to a certain point in the tournament or in your conference with a good wing player or or something like that you know but to be way good to be elite you have to have you have to have good post play and Pirtle for the youths last year was just that um, and he's he's going to flourish in the NBA. So hopefully, let's hope that U, USU can um, develop a big man or find some gem somewhere um, because they've been good at that in the past, finding those gems. So, But we got um, our next comment. JT underscore Aggie says, We must win some on the road. That's very, very crucial. This would include yep. Air Force, which is a loss, CSU, San Jose State, and Boise State, and one more. If you can't win some on the road, you will get a crappy tournament seed. We need a third legitimate scoring threat, and McEwen and Moore are good, but easy to defend if that's all we have. Great points. Uh, yeah, if you just have those guys... Um, Teams are going to figure that out. You know what? But let's talk about something they do have. And I think this player, this certain player, is very special. And JT underscore, underscore Aggie thinks so as well. It's Kobe McEwen. He's saying he has the potential to go down as the best USU basketball player ever. He begins to say he's electric and he can do it all. I agree. 
Um, the moments I've seen that dude, uh, I mean, I wish I, I'm BYU fan at heart. I kind of wish he was on our team. <laughs> <laughs> and he's one. Of, that's the thing is he's one of those gems that USU gets. That I mean, he's meant to be at USU, and I think that USU the Aggies are always going to get those guys that are just meant to be an Aggie. And they Aggie kill at it. Heart. And they kill it there. They it's do awesome. Great. And yeah, and I, you know what? I think I think the Aggies are due for an NBA player and, and to be drafted. And I know he's only a freshman right now, but good night. He's he's talented. So good. So that's one guy you've got to take a look at. If you have not seen him, Copen McEwen, you've got to. Look him up on YouTube. There's videos about him on there too. That's where I've seen a lot of his stuff too, so some good stuff. JT underscore Aggie. I mean, he also mentioned things he hates about Utah State basketball right now. Their inability to recruit an athletic big man in the post. JT, JT says, haven't had a reliable one that can put up a double-double since the Egyptians built Giza. So, that I mean, that says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that. <laughs> well, the good thing is we've got a lot of passionate, very passionate Aggie basketball fans, and that's never going to change. So, and keep it coming, keep it coming. We're, we're going to do tons more basketball. And, um, and I'm super excited for this, for the Aggie Fan Insider, because it gives us a chance to talk in depth about all the sports, all the sports teams here, because that's what our show's about. It's about opinion, about all of our sports teams, your opinion, your voice. And, you know, Aggie basketball is coming back. They had a little break there, but that was like their only break they've ever had in history of Aggie basketball. They've always been a solid, solid team. But here we go. Richard Checkett's our Aggie fan insider, also had some input about all of this, and that is actually going to bring us to a stat time. So it's been a long time since we've had a stat time. I just realized it's kind of been a while, and it's it's a little weird. It's kind of it's weird depressing. bringing it back. I it's, love stat time. I know. I, I miss stat time. I don't know why. We just haven't done it. Now, Richard, he pointed out some interesting things. He said this. After an 0-2 start in conference play, the Aggies have won two straight. And after they decided to start true freshman Sam Merrill over senior Shane Rector, I know this was a risky move, but it has paid massive dividends. Over the last five games, Merrill has posted a 25-2 to two assist turnover ratio. To put that into perspective, awesome. the current NCAA leader in assist to turnover ratio has a 5.17 to 1 ratio. That's unreal. That is unreal. 25-2 to two compared to 5 and 1. Wow. I'm I'm just looking at that number, just like kind of in awe. I don't know how he does it. It's like is that a typo, Richard? <laughs> Richard, did you get the down right? No, he did. He definitely did. It's unbelievable. It's something that I don't know. I don't know. They just people have overlooked. But I mean, stats like that, they don't lie. Um, I think that keeping that up, staying consistent in those in in that area. I mean. Assists to turnovers. Assists means points. Not only does it mean points, it means that 
they're sharing the ball. Yeah. Um, because a team that doesn't have, I mean, it seems that, okay, I'm going to, I know I just do the jazz podcast, but let me, let me kind of go into, I want to talk about the jazz for two seconds here because it's kind of what um, I want to talk about that kind of correlates with this. Yeah, it's basketball. It works. Yeah, a few years ago when, well, I could even say last year when we didn't have Hill, um, the assists, I don't know exactly what their assist ratio was last year and the year before, but it wasn't it wasn't very good. And this year, just last just last game, again the Cavs. I mean, it, making assists it changes the game. It completely changes the game. Sharing the ball just does wonders. So I'm super excited for that. But um, Richard goes on to say that Merrill also have a, has a 56% shooting from three in conference games. And I guess it's not even the best on the team. McEwen is 58%. Having two guys in the high 50s, that's beautiful. That's exactly. It look. It sounds like to me that the Aggies have got things on track. They just need to put things together. They have a young team, and you know, between Maryland and McEwen, the Aggies have a possibility, the best freshman guard tandem in the nation. Is what Richard says, and I agree. I, I can't think of a better one right now. They have a lot going on, and a lot going for them, really. But moving on to the University of Utah, the Utes up there on the hill. They are 12-4 and four now. And where they stand in the pack, 12 is right below three solid top 25 teams. <laughs> they play UCLA next week. Is it ne- Yeah, next week. UCLA next week, and they are fourth in the nation. Next week. So that's huge. And today... And they've got an electric Yeah, team. oh my gosh. And I think they could pull it off after we saw them play USC tonight. What do you think? I, man, I... Yeah, why not? I mean, what I saw them do today... I mean, they dismantled USC. Um, and if they keep it rolling... I mean, I, I'm kind of glad it's next week. I'm kind of glad it's right after this big-time win. Because they're on a high... They can get things going, and yeah, they have a chance to beat UCLA. Why not? The Pac-12 is a great conference, and you know, I, without a doubt, every team in that conference is. I mean, it's one of the tough, one of the toughest conferences out there in basketball. I, I believe. I mean, we know the top conferences, but the Big East and SEC, but ACC. No, yeah, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Utes next week. Now, the BYU Cougars, they beat the San Francisco Dons. Now, the Dons beat Utah out in Hawaii, but BYU was able to hold them off in Provo. San Francisco's looking pretty good this year. I mean, I don't know. They're, I think they've only lost three games now, and they I mean, they, they beat Utah, and then they almost beat BYU. It was a close game the entire time, but BYU pulled ahead the very end, and I don't know. BYU's looking all right. I feel like they have a few things to work out with this really young team. They could be great, but I don't know. This year is just, I feel like they need to have, they need to show up in big games or they're not going to be able to do anything with this year. Oh, for sure. You know, and as I mean, along the lines of where they stand in the West coast conference right now, they're, I, they're the third ranked team. They're, they're behind Gonzaga and St. Mary's of course. 
I honestly think St. Mary's is better than Gonzaga. St. Mary's is insane, but no, the the Cougars are they're young. They're so young, and honestly, personally, I wish there wasn't all this hype about these Lone Peak team, the Lone Peak players, all playing on the same team because there's a lot of talk about there about Rose losing his job. You know, fans. This is fans. This is an actual BYU. Oh, I know. I mean, they're just against him. I like Rose personally. Um, I love love Coach Rose. He's done really, really well with with BYU. Yeah, Yeah. and and so fans just calm down. I mean, they're they're way much all their team is freshmen. So so young. Yeah, Nick Emery. He's he's a sophomore, right? Well, yeah, and then they're 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 treating him like. He needs to carry the team, but he's a fre- he's a sophomore. <laughs> yeah. Come on! Oh my gosh, so. it's ridiculous. They need to calm down. Look, they're all so young. Honestly, in my opinion, Just I'm surprised they are thirteen and five. I think it's all these people are saying it's a waste of a, you know it's like crap. I mean, whatever, We're going to NIT or something. But I don't even know if we might NIT is in the, in in the distance, in my opinion. So <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But. Hey, guys, remember to check out my podcast, the Utah Jazz, Jazz Notes. Um, it'll be airing tomorrow. Um, we'll be recording it today. And and it's going to be an awesome show because there's a ton we have to talk about. And we're all fans of Utah Jazz. You know what? That's why I like the Utah Jazz is because I don't care if you're a BYU fan, a Utah fan, Utah State fan, Weber State fan. We're all fans of the Jazz. So let's all just get come together and talk jazz talk jazz tomorrow so jazz notes with park flood catch it and that is everything that we have for today for the patrick park show we hope you enjoyed the show and most importantly enjoyed listening to your own opinions guys come on this is your show if you're not on the show you know where to find us twitter facebook we ask questions all the time through Twitter and Facebook. Let us know on our page. Show so easily get your opinion heard, and fanhood will love you. We love your opinions. Thank you so much, and have a good night.